Welcome to Study, Grow, Know, where we discuss theology, prophecy, and current political issues from a conservative biblical perspective. Here's your host, Dr. Fred DeRuvo. For some time, I've believed the Shroud of Turin is the actual burial cloth that our Lord had been wrapped in while he lay deceased in the tomb. And I fully believe that the image on the Shroud is the result of our Lord's reanimation or resurrection when his life again entered his deceased body. Now, I know there are people on both sides of the issue that are vehemently opposed to the alleged reality of the Shroud, believing it to be a medieval forgery rather than an actual artifact of antiquity dating back to the first century. I also know that I'm not going to convince anybody in either case of it being legitimate or not. I will offer this that I believe bears some serious consideration. If the shroud is a medieval forgery, why hasn't anyone today been able to replicate it? It seems to me that it simply would have happened, and one would think with the amount and level of technology available today, that would have been done a long time ago. Yet apparently, people during the Middle Ages had enough high-tech at their disposal to somehow create something like the Shroud? That makes zero sense to me. I know people have attempted it, but I think that their uh, attempts have been woeful failures. This particular article... Uh, that I'm talking about right now is simply put forth for those who are either undecided or are those who already believe the Shroud is the real deal. Now, unbeknownst to me, apparently the research on the Shroud has not stopped over the years and new information continues to come out. My wife and I watched a video last night uh, about the Shroud, and interestingly enough, it provided more information than I had previously understood. Many scientists have studied aspects of the Shroud over the past few decades and found some apparently remarkable pieces of additional information contained within it. The video is linked in the transcript for anyone who would like updates on more information surrounding the Shroud. Now, some of what they believe they've learned is that the image of the person on the shroud occurred as the person was actually moving slightly, namely at the moment of resurrection or reanimation. They've also located inscriptions on the shroud itself that appeared to testify to the word Jesus and also Nazarene. And this is possibly in keeping with record keeping that might have been done during that day. Scientists have also noted many different types of pollen located or embedded on the shroud, with at least three types of pollen only found in Jerusalem. Moreover, certain aspects or spots of the shroud seem to verify the presence of blood and water separated, signifying what occurs after a person's death. There's there's much more to this as well. Some scientists believe the person whose image is entombed on the shroud was actually in the process of moving from a lying or supine position into an upright position due to the blurring of certain areas as though the individual was moving. There's a good deal of information on the video that lasts just over 15 minutes. So if you're at all interested, I would I would avail yourself of that. Moreover, there have been additional books published. One book is called The Shroud of Jesus and the Sign John Ingeniously Concealed by Gilbert Lavoie. The author goes into great detail about the newly discovered evidence surrounding the shroud as well as comparing things to the Gospel of John. Now again, 
I am quite aware that for some folks, nothing will convince them that the shroud may well be the authentic burial cloth of Jesus, who left us his image on the cloth during the unimaginable moment when his spirit re-entered his deceased body. So if the shroud truly is the authentic burial cloth of our Lord, what is the danger? Well, the danger clearly is in worshiping the shroud itself. We should avoid that at all costs because the shroud is not Jesus. If it is real, it only alludes to the fact that at one point Jesus had been wrapped in it and left his imprint on it during the resurrection process. Now, the shroud of Turin, if authentic, provides us with some measure of proof, I believe, that our Lord did indeed resurrect. It also provides visual clues as to the horrors he went through before he was crucified, as we see the many wounds on his legs, arms, back, buttocks, as well as the damage done by forcing him to wear a crown of thorns. Certainly true Christians, we don't need the shroud as proof that Jesus did suffer heinous beatings and treatment by Jewish and Roman authorities. We already have that in God's words, so nothing more is needed for us to accept the truth contained within God's written word. Yet, if the shroud is authentic, then why can this not be understood as a clear signal from God to help us picture to a greater degree the level of suffering he endured for those who have placed faith in him and those who will place faith in him before they leave this earth? Now, in reality, the shroud tends to take a person's breath away when realizing just how much Jesus was willing to suffer for our sake. I, I can't imagine it, frankly. And I've read some interesting articles on the entire process of crucifixion written by medical doctors. Now, pictures always make more of an impact on my thinking. It takes longer, longer for words to do the same. I am a visual learner. That is simply the way God made me. If someone tells me something or if I read instructions, I'll remember bits and pieces of it. I can find my way through. If someone shows me how to do something, I will never forget it. It's how I learn. I already believed that Jesus lived a sinless life and died a horrific death because of his great love for his creation with human beings being the pinnacle of that creation because that's what the Bible teaches. He loves us so much that he was willing to offer himself, his physical body, to go through unbelievable tortures so that I might have salvation available to me and you might have salvation available to you. The shroud fleshes that out for me to a far greater degree. It's not mere words, as mighty and as full of truth as God's word is to me. When I see the shroud, I see word pictures that prove and verify the veracity of God's word. Now, I certainly don't need to see that in order to believe his word because I already believe his word and have done so long before I ever learned of the shroud of Turin. However, seeing the shroud impacts because it connects back to and fully verifies his word as proof that the violence that Jesus was willing to suffer on my behalf and yours is so remarkably beyond what this world can actually comprehend. The picture that the shroud provides simply goes way beyond words. Now, I'm not sure 
as fallen human beings, even saved ones, we can honestly grasp what he went through for us, not in this life anyway. I know that by reading his word alone, I realize some mental picture of it, and that is enough to release faith in him and his finished work in me that he did for me. However, seeing the visual aspect of what he suffered as evidence by the shroud amplifies my faith in him. It causes me to sit before him in abject awe. I am brought low and I can offer him nothing except heartfelt praise and adoration for his willingness to deal with what was inflicted on him so that I might have eternal life. I I cannot still fully appreciate his love for me, though. I, I doubt that I ever will in this life. However, one day, I know that I will see him face to face, and I know that my faith will become sight. At that point, faith will no longer be needed because it will be replaced with unquenchable facts, facts that will never be withdrawn or changed. I will see his wounds I will see his face. I will sense his deep, deep love for me. I will feel the blessing of his presence, his lordship, his deity, his beauty. I will willingly fall at his feet and kiss those feet as Mary did when she broke open that alabaster container of oil. I cannot imagine that day when my heart will be so full to overflowing with absolute love, joy, and such a strong desire to please him at every turn that will be my life then. Now, like you, I struggle from day to day. I must work to put self down, to instead force myself to look at him when self prefers I look to and follow it. The Shroud of Turin has never been proven beyond all doubt to be a forgery. If you're one who thinks so, that's up to you. That's fine. I'm still waiting for any person to come to the fore with absolute proof that it is a forgery. Until then, I embrace all the new information that continues to come out about the Shroud. And you know what? If it turns out to be a forgery, it still doesn't diminish my faith in Christ because of God's word. I don't worship the shroud, but I do appreciate what the shroud appears to portray. A suffering servant who thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death on the cross. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him and give him, given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Philippians 2, 7 through 11. The shroud paints a picture that helps me see to the extent of Jesus' sufferings. He loves me that much that he was willing to take on that level 
of pain and suffering. He loves you that much that because of the joy set before him, he endured the cross, Hebrews 12, 2, and all its pain and shame. Compared to the joy of what he knew he would accomplish on the cross, that pain and shame was deliberately behind him. It was deliberately placed behind him, and he was able to ignore it as he fulfilled the Father's will. Well, thanks so much for joining me, and I pray, and till we meet again, that I pray that God would open your eyes to show you how blessed you are in Him. You've been listening to Study, Grow, Know with Dr. Fred DeRuvo. Please join us each week for new broadcasts that deal with theology, prophecy, and political issues from a biblical, conservative perspective. 